Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. My colleague Joe Madison, uh, who hosts a, a program from 6 to 10 a.m. on uh, Sirius XM Urban View, uh, you know, right here on the same network, but just down one, I think one click down on the channel uh, line, uh, has uh, not only have Joe and Sherry uh, introduced Louise and I to some of the coolest restaurants in Washington, D.C., not only have we traveled the world together, um, but he, this, this is a guy who has just an amazing life story, and he's got a new book out. It's basically an autobiography. It's called Radioactive uh, by Joe Madison, um, the great Joe Madison. Joe, welcome welcome back to the program. It's always so great to have you with us. Brian, I have one question before we get started. I have always wanted to ask you this question. Okay. The, your, your, the music for the your opening. Right. Where did that come from? The back years ago, there was uh, a an activist by the name of Jack Riley, who was good friends of mine. He he published a newsletter called Germany Alert about the rise of fascism in Germany, and his partner was a guy named Jens Mueller, who was a German who lived in East Berlin, um, who was a musician. And uh, when we started the show in 2003, I needed music that I didn't have to pay somebody for. And I was commiserating with Jack about it. Jack had been the producer for the Beach Boys and had been the producer for Prince. And um, and 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 uh, a long story there. But uh, so Jack said, "Well, Jay can do it." Jens, Jens Mueller, he went by the stage name of Jay, just the letter J. And so Jay wrote that, produced it, did it, performed it himself, and gave it to us with all rights. That's where the music came from. I always wanted to know that because it's, it, you know, it's you. I mean, you know, when you, I don't care where you are in the car or wherever you hear it. Oh, there's, here comes Tom. I uh, thank you. That answers the question, and now the world knows. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. So, Joe Madison, okay. you got a new book out. It's called Radioactive, a memoir of democracy in action on the air and in the streets. And there's there are so many great stories in here. I, I'd like to start, though, with why you weren't on our show yesterday. You were over at the White House? We ha They had, uh, no, no. Uh, let me, uh, initially, they, um, Steny Hoyer, who, who's, who asked if I would come to the Capitol, and, and, and he said that we're going to sign the, the uh, um, Emmett Till uh, anti-lynching bill. And so I thought it was going to be a, a bill signing by uh, the president. Well, what it turned out to be, and something I wasn't aware of, they, they have a, a, what they call the uh, what is it? The en enrollment signing, the enrollment signing. And that's where the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, has an event with several members of Congress who sponsored the bill and were key in getting it passed uh, where she signs it. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's set up just like the president signing it. But the Speaker of the House signs it first. And then they kick and it over then, to the White House. That's right. So they call it enrollment signing. Mm -hmm. And they don't do it, you, you can imagine, Tom, they don't do it for every bill because there's you know, hundreds of bills. But this one was very special because, as you know, and, and, and we've all worked in coalition to pull this off, uh, it took over 100 years and 250 
tries by the United States Congress to get a a, a bill, an, an anti-lynching bill passed, uh, and uh, she wanted to make it a very a special occasion. And then Steny Hoyer asked if I would uh, if I would join them. So I had the the pleasure of being with uh, Bobby Rush, uh, who's retiring from uh, Chicago. He he is the one who sponsored the bill. And then Benny Thompson came in, uh, and also Joyce uh, Beatty, who uh, uh, who is um, uh, the head of the Congressional Black Caucus. She was there along with Steny Steny Hoyer. Yeah. It, 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 uh, you, you sent me a picture of it. It looked great. And uh, it's just, you know, what an honor. I mean, uh, talk about the anti-lynching bill and the background of this. Why, why is it that it took us over 100 years to get this piece of legislation signed? Well, as you can imagine, uh, if you think about 100 years ago, there'd be no way uh, that Dixiecrats would, uh, would sign it. Now, they would have, you know, when they lynch people, oftentimes they'd have picnics. Uh, and I'm not kidding. Oh, they know. would have picnics and take, and you've seen these photographs. Uh, there's a museum uh, that that uh, is dedicated to those lives, thousands of people whose lives were lynched, black, white, otherwise. Uh, they would have picnics. They would uh, they would actually sell body parts uh, from the uh, lynching victims, um, and then of course Emmett Till. Was, uh, because Bobby Rush uh, represents the district that Emmett Till and his mother uh, lived in, uh, but they, 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 uh, you know, it was it was just something that that they, you know, they just could not get enough votes a hundred years before. I mean, you have to understand. You know, we know what America's been like uh, for the past uh, one hundred years, but here's the good news. Um, the bill passed in the House by all but three votes. And, uh, you know, you can look. I don't have the names right now. One Congress Republican was from Texas. I forget the names. I have them written down here. Um, and then in the in the Senate, it, they they kept passing it. They kept passing on it. And the person who initially objected was... <laughs> Rand Paul from um, Kentucky. Oh, what a shock! And it could have, it, it could have passed. It could have passed last year when it, you know when Bobby Rush introduced it, but he kept he, he objected, and um, you know we have on you know we 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 and and so the that that it finally passed uh, uh, unanimously in the Senate. It passed unanimously in the Senate, and so. Um, uh, now it goes to the president for his signature, and I'm hoping, uh, and I know Steny Hoy is pushing for this, uh, that the president will have a bill signing ceremony. And Tom and everybody, I hope he does. Mm -hmm. uh, but as uh, Nancy Pelosi pointed out, it should never have taken 100 years uh, for this uh, to become law. So it, it, in essence, it federally makes lynching a hate crime. So mm -hmm. imagine if those if those uh, insurrectionists uh, on January 6th had successfully lynched uh, the, the vice president, Pence, at that time, and there had been an anti-lynching law 
they would have been charged uh, based on this federal law. With a federal, with a federal crime. Fascinating. Joe, uh, your, your story of uh, growing up in Dayton and, and uh, you know, the, this whole kind of being introduced to the idea of blockbusting, um, this, this was so, so personal, so, so, you know, very real for you. Um, it's something that, you know, the, you and I are about the same age. For me at that time, it was kind of an abstract concept. Can, it, 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 tell us about that. Tell us your story about that. The story was, uh, was a, a, a mortician, uh, his name, Clarence Bowman, who was, you know, uh, and, you know, because in those days, you know, morticians, doctors, maybe lawyers, uh, they were the folks who, you know, had successful businesses. But Clarence Bowman uh, was a family friend and of the, a friend of the family. And he moved into a predominantly white neighborhood. He was the first uh, black family to move into this neighborhood. And he um, uh, made, he, he, he was interviewed about it. And one of the things he said was, I don't want any black person to move on the same block with me. I want, if you, and, and so black people in the community got angry with him, you know, like he was some kind of snob. Like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? And he went on to explain it. He said, no, move on the next block. And then and, and the next family, move on a, a block over. Because what they did in those days, we don't talk about it now, but they had something called blockbusting. So, uh, so what would happen Real estate agents would would uh, would would sell to families that moved into black families that moved into the neighborhood, and they would move them all on the same block. Then they would call white families and their neighbors and say, "You might want to sell now because black people are moving into your neighborhood, yeah. and the value of your home will go down." And, 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 and so he was, he, what he was saying was, you know, don't let that happen because right. that's nothing more than blockbusting. And, uh, and, and so I always re, re, uh, remember that, that, that was a, that was true. That happened. Yeah. I, I, you know, I remember 1981 when we moved from uh, New Hampshire down to Atlanta, Georgia. And Louise went down alone to, to meet a real estate agent. And the real estate agent's first question was, do you want a black, do you want a, a mixed neighborhood or an all white neighborhood? And Louise's answer was, I want a different real estate agent. I mean, and there you go. I, 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 honest I, to God, I true story. The, yeah, I think in the book, Tom, um, when I moved in, when I moved from Dayton to Detroit, uh, we moved into a a, a quote unquote mixed neighborhood, but you know this was in the uh, mid seventies, right. and um, we had um, we had two white neighbors on each side of us. Yeah, that and, is in the book. And, the real, and so we started getting calls after we moved in with the real estate agent who said, uh, "You got black folks moving into your neighborhood. Would you like to sell?" <laughs>
<laughs> I thought it was funny how you, you, you played them along, too. You, you tell that story in the book. It's brilliant. The host of the, uh, the Joe Madison program, The Joe Madison Show on Sirius XM, channel 126, 6 to 10 a.m., human rights and civil rights activist, author of the new book, Radioactive, a memoir of advocacy in action on the air and in the streets. Joe, you and I, uh, you've been to Sudan, South Sudan, a number of times, uh, you and Sherry. Uh, uh, my son uh, and I uh, joined you guys, uh, along with Ellen Ratner and a few other people, uh, on one of those trips, uh, which was just, you know, uh, mind-boggling, eye-opening to me. Uh, but in your book, you not only tell the story of that, and, and, and thanks for, you know, for mentioning that I was there with you, but uh, you also talk about how you, you kind of got into a, a kerfuffle with the Nation of Islam about this. Uh, tell us about this. Well, they were, in essence, supporting um, um, the uh, Sudan uh, government. And, and, of course, the war between the rebels in southern Sudan, which they were seeking independence, you know, as you now know, uh, Sudan, South Sudan is the newest and youngest country, and um, and and so uh, the, the nation of Islam uh, actually uh, really was um, was very angry uh, with uh, anybody who supported uh, the um, uh, supported the, the rebels and 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 the independent effort. Of uh, of south, then southern Sudan, yeah. uh, and you know it's, you know it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. One of the people who uh, did go uh, also he didn't travel with us was uh, Al Sharpton. I asked Al Sharpton if he would go and and see like you and other talk personalities and people who had a media platform, and Al Al did go. And boy, they they went after Al. They went after me. I can tell you that uh, the government of Sudan had uh, uh, had actually uh, uh, had wanted us dead or alive. There were actually I uh, oh yeah, there were flyers put up. The other person who went uh, and, and and I can always thank him was former Congressman Walter Fontroy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, we started, you know, seeing uh, what they call, I guess, wanted posters, dead or alive, on, on, the, uh, on the Internet. Yeah, that was, uh, that was very, uh, very real. That was a while uh, But it's um, very real. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, now, I'm not, now, now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't the Nation of Islam that put out it. This no, was it's... the government of Sudan. Yeah, Bashir uh, was yeah, his name, yeah. right? people absolutely yeah, yeah this yeah. was this was them yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you also talk in the book about the CIA and uh, you know Gary Webb's research into the whole crack epidemic thing and and how yeah. that ties back into Iran Contra and and your role in 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 uh, you know basically talking about this uh, to an America that had no idea you want Riff on that a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, real quick. You remember when the story came out when the Mercury News, the, the San Jose Mercury News. Yep. And it was a series that um, Gary did, and I picked it up. I was working for another a, a talk station in D.C., and I said, "This is crazy." And and I remember quickly uh, calling a lot of people. We got to do something about this. We got to talk about this. The one person 
you know, God do I miss him, was Dick Gregory. And Dick Gregory, I called Dick, and, and Dick said, look, I'll be there tomorrow. He got on a plane. He actually flew. He read it. He, I mean, I guess he, he read it while on the plane or whatever. And, and then he said, okay, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to protest. We're going to picket the CIA. Um, and, uh, and this went on, and I talked about this whole CIA contra uh, crack cocaine epidemic that was going on at the time. We even, I even had a debate with Ali North, uh, and Larry King moderated this debate, and um, it was interesting. At, uh, Ali North actually walked out of yeah. the debate because I had um, indictment papers that Costa Rica had on Ali North. He couldn't go back to the country. Amazing. Um, but but let me tell you the fun, real quick funny story. Dick Gregory, we got arrested. The CIA arrested us. Uh, almost I think twice they arrested us. And one of the arrests, and only Dick Gregory could come up with this. He said, before we go go back to the CIA, get some of this yellow crime tape, and also get me a a bag of flour. I said, what? Okay, so we go to the gate of the CIA. Uh, they were going to wait us out till it was dark. They weren't going to arrest us. And, and what we did was, he said, let's stretch the crime tape in front of the gate of the CIA. And we did. So we had this yellow crime tape that said crime scene. Uh, and then he said, do you, do you have that bag of flour? I said, yeah. He said, okay, here, spread the flour in front of the gate. And we did. Well, they brought out dogs to sniff the, the flower. And Dick said, Joe, the only thing those dogs are going to be able to do with that is make biscuits. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as if it was like cocaine. Man, I, I missed Dick Gregory, too. I, I traveled with him across Europe. We spent time in Germany. We, we traveled to Uganda together. He was such a wonderful man. And I know he was oh, one of God. your closest friends. And, 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 I, and I tell you, when I decided to do the hunger strike, that he was the one I thought of. Yeah. I know I hear your music, yeah. uh, but I got to tell you, it took 11 years to do this, and you motivated me to do this. You know, you kept saying, you got to write a book, you got to write a book. I, I just didn't know how difficult. Well, you it did a brilliant job. I want to thank you for motivating me. Well, thank you, Joe. You did a brilliant job. Hang on just a second. Listening to the Tom Hartman program. Call 202 808 9925. The book is Radioactive, a memoir of advocacy and action on the air and in the streets by the great Joe Madison. Available wherever you find great books. Joe, thanks so much. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.